Where will you hide when the clones come for you? They're saying that the war's over. The Republic's won, and the Jedi are traitors. Whatever that order was, it must have had something to do with this. Wars do not end that quickly. Wars do not end simply with messages. Something is very, very wrong in Drawland. It does seem strange. Uh, they are trying to get me to come back to the barracks. And it looks like my superior officers, these messages aren't very friendly. I should have been back a couple hours ago. But your message for order whatever they told you to do was only two, maybe three hours ago at this point. I have bad feeling about this. So what are we going to do? Are we going to break into a place? Are we going to use your clone credentials? Or are we going to go to this guy? I think we will go to guy. Problem with clone credentials is as soon as you show up in their system, they will know where you are. If we go break into something, they possibly will know where you are. Dicey, brother, we have done too much tonight to make it all worthless in end. So we will go to his friend and maybe we will get this dealt with and maybe we will even make both of us look pretty this time. I didn't say he was my friend. I just said I uh, knew of him. Well, friends come in all shapes and sizes, and sometimes friends are not as friendly at start, but maybe, like, you know, we, we made friends over drinks and uh, me punching him in the gut earlier. He's, you can make friends. He's easy. I, I, don't, I don't like this very much. I, I wouldn't, if we went back to them, wouldn't they know what was wrong? I'm sure this hasn't happened to just me. That is exactly what makes me worried is if they put this in you, you are all made identical. This happened to others. This will open too many lines of questions, too many lines of possible ways that things could go badly for everyone. I repeat, wars do not end with simply a message or a calm. Wars do not end simply in three hours. They never have and they never will. I know you like the Jedi's, but I did not care for them, but they do not turn traitor like this. This is not in their way. They bring war, they bring conflict, yes, I agree, but they do not suddenly become the scum of the galaxy instantly. They are not hots, and they are not all bad. As we know, you cannot judge the whole Jedi Order based on the fact that some of them turn into selfish, conniving jerks. He closes his eyes and squeezes them close and says, I trusted, I trusted the generals. I, I, I like the, I trusted them. They, they're traitors, but they're traitors now. They are traitors. I am sure they are on some level, but that is not how you win a war is by declaring everyone to be traitors. There is more to this, I promise you. There is much more to this. Let us go see the not friend friend, and maybe we will make friend and figure out what is going on. The three of you exit your safe house, apartment, medical, bay, space. 
and get back into Rondo's taxi. The ride up and over to this facility that Rondo is aware of is a little bit strained. Dice is kind of talking to himself and talking about the Jedi being traitors. I know they did it. They didn't do anything. What did they do? And you see that nosebleed again from the right side and drip down onto the seats of Rondo's taxi. Your nose is bleeding again. It is bleeding mm. earlier. And oh. I think as we were walking out, I was noticing some more on the floor in my room. You know that is hard to oh. clean up. Sorry. I'm no, sorry. This is not your problem. This is not inconvenience. I clean up blood all the time in my apartment. I simply say to make you understand, this is not natural that you would have blood consistently. It would clot, it would become covered over, and it would not spontaneously begin to bleed again and again and again. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, I don't know what's what's wrong with me. It's... It is every time you are thinking about Jedi, I, I am believing that that is what triggering this thing in your head that is, well, I think it is biomechanical. I am thinking that this is inducing you to stress and have moment of existential pain when you think of Jedi. It simply manifests through maybe bleeding and maybe even through something like your uh, fits and seizure you had earlier. Would you like to do a discipline check to yeah. sort of, or not discipline, a uh, leadership check to sort of yeah, comfort I'm... Dice? I guess it would be like comforting him and, and at least uh, getting him to listen and getting his mind off things. Yeah, this is exactly why I updated uh-huh. his uh, character sheet. I appreciate that. Uh, and gave him leadership was uh, he, he feels like he's gaining a rapport with these guys to where he can right. kind of he's the sage uncle kind of thing. Uh, so what's uh, yeah, we're gonna do it against two purples and one setback for all that's happened tonight with with it, just everything. I am actually gonna argue for a boost <laughs> this time instead of okay. arguing for something like in your neck of the woods <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because he has been trying to keep. Uh, a calm demeanor and mm-hmm. he has been very reassuring through the whole time i think yeah. that kaz give me that boost uh, yeah he has a bedside demeanor he, he's rough around the edges and he knows that and he plays that into his bedside demeanor two yellows two purples black and a blue failure <laughs> advantage and a triumph so you're trying to comfort him and he continues to just sort of talk under his breath and uh you see his eyes darting left and right and outside of the cab and looking everywhere. For my advantage, mm-hmm. he's going to take a moment, take a breath, and just kind of focus himself. Uh, I haven't taken any strain, but it's as if I were taking strain because uh, he's going to kind of focus himself, and then uh, I'm going to use that triumph. He has a sedation pen, kind of like an EpiPen kind of thing, mm-hmm. and he's going to pop him and say you need to take a nap. Okay, that works for that. That works for that. Don't forget, you also have one reroll. I mean, clearly, this is, this is not the most important roll of the game. But no, you it's have not. A re-roll. I do have a reroll. Dice closes his eyes, and you can hear him start to breathe more slowly as the sedation takes effect. Mm-hmm. It's not long before Rondo pulls up the taxi to this 
nondescript building. It looks old, and it's not in the best part of town. He puts an arm around Dice and starts to try to walk him in. The interior of this place is bright and clean, and it smells like cleaning supplies, pine, and bleach. There are little droids hovering around here and there, and a reception desk with a droid behind it that says, How may I help you? I have a friend who has horrible migraines. They're giving him, uh, well, frankly, fits and seizures. And I am told that I might uh, be able to speak to a colleague who could help me uh, doing a proper diagnosis and uh, the prognosis uh, being given to my friend here. Do not be afraid. He uh, actually is very kind, uh, despite all the laminate armor. The droid's eyes change from yellow to green for a moment. Yes, I have space and an appointment available right now. Please, if you will, follow me. And it wheels off into a room behind you. Okay. Rondo waits in the waiting room as you and Dice go into this room following the droid. As the droid is starting to leave the room, I turn to Rondo and toss him Dice's calm and hold up a finger to my muzzle in the uh, universal symbol of just keep it quiet. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually wait outside and see if I can clean up that nosebleed. He's a very wise course of action. You know, the, the other thing you could do, uh, I, there is a Franks car wash around uh, the corner where the less reputable people clean off their their speeders. This is a good place, and it's actually pretty good suds that they give for cleaning machines. So it's, it's a good time. Okay. He heads out. Kaz is hoping that he gets the hint that he just wants him to kind of stay close, mm-hmm. but kind of out of sight. Yeah. Um, to where if things go down, that they can get out of Dodge in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You head back into this room. Dice is walking, but not fully coherent right now. And you, you, with the help of this droid, are able to get him onto the examination table. A uh, few quiet moments go by before a Polis Mossen comes in. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit taller than you. Yeah, and he says, "Well, hello. My name is Doctor Fife. What seems to be the issue today?" It's very strange because this this person doesn't have a mouth, and their voice is going directly into your mind. Kaz is gonna smile broadly, and he says, "After this is over, uh, I need to tell you about time that I met Polis Mossen well on Narshada." They did the most beautiful rendition of what is that song that they sing on uh, the Kashyyyk? Uh, you you know the one that goes ra la la tra la la la, but then you have to growl for a week long, and I could never get the growling right. But the Polish Muslim pulled it off beautifully. It was a good time. Ah, you must mean Tricor. I've never been a fan of theirs. Singing seems to be such a waste of our abilities. You explain the issues that Dice has been having to this doctor. I I think Kaz would also explain that he is a medical doctor or medical engineer. And what does what does he recommend? 
my understanding after doing very basic uh, signature on biomechanical implant in his head in the quadrant right behind prefrontal lobes on the uh, yes right there behind the right eye yes this area uh, it is possibly some kind of neural override it is inducing uh, possibly visions possibly uh, misunderstandings it is rewiring his understanding of the world around him uh, i simply believe that it needs to be extracted i do not have clean room uh, i would be more than happy to scrub in and be assistant but of course this is your lab and i am but your humble servant i typically prefer to work with my droids no offense but these are the smoothest hands this side of karelia Okay, I lie. Maybe this sign of Bothui, but they're, they're pretty good hands. I think this calls for a leadership check. Okay, yeah. And I do think I am actually going to flip one of those. Okay. Uh, because he feels uh, like his like he's been building his kind of mm-hmm. uh, I am one with the force, the force is with me kind of mentality this whole time so that he can exert his sense of self in this mm-hmm. moment. This one's going to be against a red and a purple. Okay, and here we go. What on earth? Okay. <laughs> Two advantages. Two advantages. I'm afraid I prefer not to have another doctor in my surgery. My methods are unorthodox, and I'd rather not have to explain every cut I make to you. You are more than welcome to scrub in and observe if you would like. I would be more than happy. This is your laboratory. I am but your humble servant. And he's going to try to schmooze him as much as possible so that if time arises for him to have to spring into action, mm-hmm. he is able to take the guy at complete unawares or as much mm-hmm. as possible. He has in the back of his mind the warning. Kaz has the, the warning of this guy kind of scares him, according to mm-hmm. Rondo. And so he wants to size the guy up as things go down. So he actually kind of is settling into this idea with very few qualms mentally that, well, maybe this might be for the best. You scrub in. The droid The droid hands you a set of scrubs and a mask and all the things that you need to go into surgery. And okay. you don't see Fyth for a while, but understand that he is preparing dice and putting him under. Mm-hmm. Heading back into Fyth's operating room, you see Fyth and a verpine dressed and ready for surgery. And you can tell as they get dice situated that the two of them are speaking with each other, but you cannot hear it. Wow. Do you want to describe the surgery based on that role that Fyth and Oreo did? So Kaz is standing in the observation gallery above the floor. As he paces back and forth, uh, he sees the verpine look alarmed over at Fyth and the verpine uh, shakes his head and at one point throws his hands up. Uh, He's frustrated at the method it seems that Fyth is using. It's a lot more straightforward, but they get uh, whatever it is out of the clone and it's, they get clean margins. They know that they got the full extent of it. I think as they, find whatever is in dice's head 
the expressions on these two are so difficult to read on uh, insect face of the verpine with his large eyes and antennae and mm -hmm. and Fyth's just blank mask of a face but you notice that they both look at each other and they communicate something and the verpine takes whatever was in dice's head and puts it in a tray and you can tell that it is something very interesting to them and they are going to keep it okay so is that the uh, threat that I they're think, they're holding on to it? I think I'm I'm using those threats as threats, just general universal threats. Okay. That they got something that they really wanted out of this. Okay, you know, frankly, Kaz doesn't care uh, what the thing is. At least that's what he tells himself. As long as it whatever it was that was plaguing his new friend is sorted, mysteries are for people who get paid more than he does, kind of thing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And the triumph? With the triumph, I think that the two of them ask no questions and don't want to have anything to, like, they realize how big of an issue this is, and they want them out of there now and, like, discharge and, like, please go out the back door kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I'm able to call and have Rondo show up and get us the flip out of there. Yeah. That went smoothly. Your friend will awaken in a few hours. If there's nothing else you'd like removed, you can be on your way. We have your info, and we'll send a bill. You can see yourself out. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. Yeah, and as you go out, you see the lights go out in the, the hallway behind you, and the droid go up to the front door and lock it. So, Rondo, something came out of our buddy here that we do not want to know what it is. If it makes those guys that excited and that interested... We do not want to know. We were never here. We will never be here again. Understood? Yeah, understood. We were never here. And now we will go get some little water while we wait for Dicey to wake up. We're going to play some more Sabak? Ready to lose some more money? I will give you all of my money if we can just sit and be calm and wait for whatever comes out of him when he wakes up. I do not want to be losing more money to you. I will just give it to you. I already know that I would lose everything to you. Why do we even play with the cards anymore? It was just a way to break ice. Yeah, right. Let's head back. God, this is a long night. This is a, a lot like the time where I had to do emergency surgery when we were on uh, indoor, I think it was. It was indoor, wasn't it? Yes, it was with all the little furry guys. Okay, so I tell you a story as we drive. Let's go. Rondo takes off. The three of you get back to your apartment. The storm that was was distant is is overhead now, and it's raining. Lightning streaks across the sky as you enter and close the door behind you. Rondo's half-carrying dice in. I guess three-quarters carrying dice in, and Kaz is one-quarter carrying dice in. And you get him back on that, back on that table. And you show you show Rondo how to make tea, probably. Yeah. So now we let it sit in the water. Okay, keep water warm. Yes, it's warm. And we leave it here for one hour. I promise this is best way. It is how Babushka made. And then after you take sip and it scalds the top of your mouth, then you take a sugar cube like this. You put it in your teeth and then you drink tea across. 
this is the best way to do it. You see, you put Hugoku right here in between teeth. Okay? I like it. Uh, it's too sweet. Yes, but tea is so bitter and is so strong, so strong that it would make a big furry Wookiee run in circles for one week. It, it is very strong. But this is how we do it. See here, I do two sugar cubes. It's okay. I need more energy because I have to stay up and lose more money to you at some point, I think. The two of you settle in as dice recovers and a few card games later, you notice that Dice's communicator, which Rondo has put on silent, is blinking with many, many missed messages. I think right now, uh-huh. um, I have no ranks in this, and so this could go very, very badly for me. But I think I want to do a computer's check on his <laughs> comm, and uh-huh. I want to download all saved messages right now. Oh, wow. Okay. And this is potentially going to go badly because he looks at Rondo. He says, he is on our care. He is our responsibility right now. Whatever that was that was in his head, they are going to want to know why it is no longer in his head. We might have to protect him. We need to know where they might take him and what they might be doing to him. Do you understand? I am making copy for you and for me. We will tell him that we made copy in case something goes bad. We will be truthful with him, but we need to know in case we have to protect him. Uh, if you think that's a good idea, okay. I think it is a horrible idea, but I will do anyway. <laughs> uh, I can't really help you with that at all. It's okay. I am not very good, but we will try to do this because whatever this is, is very big. Is bigger than you, is bigger than me, is bigger than our friend. We need to protect him. Right now, he needs us more than we need him. Let's make it average, so two purples. We're going to add a setback because this is Republic military technology. Yeah. And while you are familiar with military technology, you haven't really been on this side of the war. Absolutely. And I don't think Rondo is able to really help because it's like it's a computer task. You're you're at your computer and he can look over your shoulder and he can say maybe you should do that but he also doesn't really know anything about computers he's piloting and shooting blasters yeah i totally get that uh so we got four greens two purples and a black here we go before i roll at least there's no chance of triumph and there's no chance of despair so hey yeah we at least have that what on earth okay okay you got a threat though i've been keeping track of of, of some threats, not all of them. We've used some of them. I think he accidentally lets someone know that the messages have all been downloaded. I think with with your one threat there and one left from the trail of blood into your apartment, yeah, I think I think somebody knows where where Dice is right now. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. We do get all of the messages uh, for about, yeah. let's say, the past 36 hours or so. Uh, a sure. little bit into yesterday, because he, de- he, he Dicey doesn't strike me as the type to delete every message as soon as it's listened to. No. Um, yeah. You get that particular message that affected him as well. But most of the other ones are, where are you? Um, you were supposed to be on shift. Tell us where you are. We'll come and get you. That sort of stuff. But then you find that one message that says that time has come. Execute Order 66. 
Okay, Rondo, listen. This 66 is timestamped to about when everything went down. I think this was the triggering message. Something is going on. This order had to have something to do with whatever was in his head. Again, we do not want to know what that was in his head, and frankly, I do not think this is any longer a safe space. Uh, that voice is Palpatine, right? Oh, Boje. Ничего себе. Uh, I do not know his voice, but I know that name. So if that is his voice, then we need to get out of here and hurry. Yeah, we probably do. Do you have any place to go? Um, or I can try to contact my brothers in the Varad, but they are not on planet right now. Yeah, I I can get us somewhere. Um, we probably need to get off the planet. I agree. I think best method for getting off planet might be for us. Uh, do you have a small ship? You know what? You know what? I, I think I'm going to uh, throw us another curveball here. That's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I think I would like to do a streetwise check to okay. try to sell off everything I have on planet in a hurry. I know I'm going to get a bad deal, but I am going to try to get enough for us to buy or even trade to a uh, simple, some kind of four-person light freighter or one of the low-grade YT lines, something like this. All right, so here's what's going to happen. So I have like zero credits to my name. I know I, I've got a place to go. I gotta, I gotta make some cash fast. So if you two can keep yourselves occupied and keep yourselves safe for, I don't know, 24 hours, then we, I, I can get us out of here. Okay. Is possible. I do not know where we will go right now. I will make a few calls. I know a guy. I, he and I did a case together. A, a, a case is what he called it. Um, a few months back, and he, he might be able to look after you for a little bit, but I don't know. He's at least not as sketchy as that other guy we visited. That other the guy we visited, he could have been a friend if he hadn't been so flat-faced. <laughs> you can just never tell with with him what he's thinking, what he's... Uh... He was so hard to read. I sat up there in the booth, and he, at least the other guy had antennae that would dance around, and you could see something. But him, his face is just nothing, nothing. A little scary. Yeah, scary, yes, but also very uh, worrisome, because at least you look at me, I have all these beautiful scars. I look at you, you have all that fur. We can be friends this way, because we can read each other's faces. Nothing on him. But yeah, you'll this guy. You can. He's a little more expressive. We'll just say that. And okay. uh, he, I, th I think you'll actually like him. All right. So, I can take you to him. Uh, I don't know. I guess you just lay low for a day. We can do that. I can lay as low as anyone. Here, look, see. And he kind of lays on the ground and demonstrates that he basically can scoot under anything in the room. See, I lay low. Is, is a skill that we sure. all have. Yep, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go I'm gonna go calm him. Um, we'll let him know. He's He keeps late hours, too, so I, I think he'll still be up. If there's, I don't know, you need to settle anything before we go, uh, I guess you should take care of that. I don't, I don't know if you are going to be able to settle that 
little 2,000 credits thing, but... I do not have any reason to come back to Coruscant. Uh, I lost my brothers from Varad. If I never set foot on planet again, it's okay with me. I will try to, uh, how you say, uh, barter out of my debts. Um, The big guy with the horns, he probably would like all this equipment. He would have no idea what to do with it. And that is what he would like. He could probably sell on black market and make uh, at least half of what I owe him. I don't know. That's, yeah, uh, that's probably true. So could, I'd like to flip. Um, I got uh, what, one or two? Uh, you've got two. I got two. I'd like to flip one of them uh-huh. and just uh, do a little montage yeah. kind of thing here. So Kaz goes and uh, he finds the big burly Deveronian. Mm-hmm. And he meets and brings him a bottle of the uh, the, the clear little water and mm-hmm. uh, tries to make light of it. The guy doesn't want to be friends and he's and like he does a transaction and gets rid of his apartment. Yep, he's all bruised up. He's got a big shack stake on his face. Yeah, and so the, he's like, "Look, I'm not coming back. You can have literally everything I own that I can't put in one bag." And the guy just kind of looks at him bewildered and. He brings him the keys, gives him the keys to the apartment, uh, and the guy just basically writes off the debt. And uh, he says, well, we can go for another round outside. And the guy just kind of stares at him for a second. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, the apartment's fine. That's good. Uh, and then I think he has like a couple minor things that he sells and gets like, he comes up with like 200 credits, let's call it. Like really insignificant chump change. Uh-huh. As you head back to that place that Rondo told you about, mm-hmm. where Dice already is, you just happen to head past your apartment, and um, I'm going to flip one of my dark side points over. Mm-hmm. You see a patrol of clones. The, the door is open, and there are a couple clones standing outside talking, and one of them is holding Dice's comlink, which you happen to have forgotten in there. Yeah. I think that's that's wise that he would have left it. I don't think Kaz once he got like his the data off of it and was able to like listen to everything, he realized that really the only thing of true importance was was uh, the Order sixty six command, mm-hmm. and so there, it has little to no value to him at this point. I think these clones have they've got uh, the regular white clone armor with some dark dark blue like grayish blue accents one of them has a pair of leashed massifs that are sniffing around on the ground and that little bit of blood that uh, is left outside the door and you head back up to this place that you know belongs to a private investigator named wedge no Sewell. Uh, wedge is currently on a case but his secretary Anita was told to let you in and let the two of you crash on the couch for a little bit. The space is smoky. The secretary is still there. She's got a little bit of a death stick habit. And uh, the morning sun is shining through the slats in this investigator's blinds. Dice is groggy, but awake now. And is kind of unsure what's what's going on. I think he, he had woken up by the time you got back. So, how are you feeling? You had another person inside your head. I, f- 
felt like I had another person inside my head. That is basically what it looked like. It wasn't full person, but it was it was something in there. Do not ask what it was. I do not want to know what it was. We are not asking questions of people that we met before. Oh, okay. Where, where are we? We are at a place that I am not going to tell you because I do not know. It is somewhere that Buddy of Rondo has, and the less we know right now, the better. Okay, let me just level with you. Three things. One, we are leaving. We are leaving Coruscant as soon as we possibly can. Number two, I downloaded all your messages. All of your comrades are looking for you. I wanted to make sure that we were all safe, but most importantly, and I do hope you will forgive me, I wanted to protect you. So I listened to your messages and made download of them to make sure that they were not trying to track you. Because whatever this is, this is very, very big. Uh, if if you never want to see me again, it's okay. Uh, people tell me that pretty much every week, so I'm used to it. But he chuckles and winces. But the the last thing is, my place is no longer safe for two reasons itself. One, I sold it to big ugly guy that I fought yesterday. Uh, it, it, it let me get rid of my debt. And so, you know, it was easy transaction. He wanted keys, I give him keys. Good thing too, because now he has keys to a place that all the clones are walking around like little, um, what are those things that bounce around in the sands? Uh, the, the little things, they're, they're very cute, but very annoying. Uh, womp rats? Those, those things. There are a bunch of crones pretending to be womp rats. The they're looking for me? Yes, they are, because you, my friend, are the only one with no extra people in your head, I think. And that is very worrying to them. Huh. Is, we're, we're getting off the planet? We're getting off planet as fast as good friend Rondo is able to make transactions, again, of which we will not ask questions. It is a gift we all have. We do not ask questions when we know the questions will get us in trouble. Well, I didn't wake up yesterday thinking that I'd be leaving everything I knew behind. And you did not wake up yesterday thinking you would be beautiful and have new scar to look just like Kazi either. But now we are both beautiful. I think you hand him a mirror that you've been waiting until this moment to show him. Yeah, and he kind of just sits back on his haunches and kind of chuckles. And, and says, we can now compare scars like brothers. See, we're both beautiful now. He looks at the scar in his head and runs a finger along it. Yeah, that healed fast. Yes, well, these uh, these people, they, they, they scare Rondo very much, and I could not read anything that they were doing, which is probably all for good. The, the fact that they were able to heal you so quickly is also very concerning in and of itself. Huh. Well, what do we do while we wait for Rondo? We can trade stories. I can make you tea. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. And he kind of flags down the uh, the lady. The Keldor, yeah. Yeah, the Keldor. And is like, do you have tea and uh, sugar cubes and a, uh, a place that will keep the water just on edge of boiling for about an hour. I've got a hot plate and I've got sugar cubes, but I've only got coffee. Coffee? Okay. 
you don't boil for an hour with coffee. Okay, I, I tried to learn. I, I once learned how to make coffee from what are those, uh, the, the, the blue people with the slashy tails that run around. Uh, the ladies run the... with the... Yes, it's, it's they, they have great tails. It is is not euphemism. They they like slap you with it when they fight. They're the best fighters. Oh, um, I have no idea. They they live uh, over uh, near Coruscant. Hold, hold on, dice stands up, a little wobbly. I, I, I can make a podcast. I know I, I can do that. Okay, um, cool. unless you prefer. Uh, no, you go ahead. I have already made tea. I think you were out while I was making tea. You can see he uh, puts a hand to his eyes and squeezes them shut and opens them up and blinks a couple times. Yeah, I'll make some old uh, Navy coffee. Uh, you, what, what did you say your name was? It's Anita. Uh, Anita, do you have any, have any salt? And Dice goes off to make some Navy coffee. They are Salonians, I just remember. And they have great tails. They, they are such good fighters. He hollers from the other room, just like that crazy uncle that you have that always remembers everything about a week mm-hmm. later and then yeah. sends you like three text messages to remind <laughs> you that he finally remembered. The The morning passes and whatever sunlight you are able to get down the length of Dak Avenue slowly goes away as sun rises and goes off to a, a different, higher up part of the city. And... The two of you share conversation, and you're happy to compare scars now. You don't hear from Rondo, but eventually, after a a few cups of coffee and a couple stories, you hear a loud knock with a flip on the door to this place. And Anita, the Keldor, goes up to the door and opens it up and says, Can I help you? What would Dice and Kaz do? Uh, when there's an unscheduled knock on the door. I think Kaz, uh, his basic reaction is going to be to try to get himself between the door and and Dice. And he's going to want to try to have like something that he could pick up and throw as a distraction. Like it doesn't have to be big or bulky or anything, but just something to where it would kind of surprise the person if he throws it and then he's able to come at a vector that most people don't anticipate a small furry (laughs) ball of rage coming from (laughs) so this space is just a few small rooms you've got wedge's office in the back and a waiting room out front and dice sort of rounds the corner and half closes the door to the office and as anita opens the door you hear a familiar voice say Sorry to bother you, ma'am. We have just canvassing the area. Have you seen a clone recently that may be confused, maybe lost? Thanks for listening to this episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. To find out more about us and our projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Paul for playing on these episodes.